Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Whether it's the new fusion restaurant in town, the latest tech gizmo on our wish list, or our favorite artists and musicians, we all value and enjoy the creative output of out-of-the-box thinkers in all corners of the market. And we celebrate innovative leaders and entrepreneurs and turn them into rock stars and celebrities when their ideas take off. But interestingly, there is quite a bit of research which suggests that in our day-to-day lives, many of us actually have a bias against creative people and ideas. As in, we don't want them to be our leaders, we don't want them working for us, and most surprisingly perhaps, we don't want them in our classrooms. I think we'd all like to believe that we nurture creative students and create a learning environment that is conducive to fostering creativity, but numerous studies have found that most of us actually prefer students who are pleasers and have traits that are somewhat the opposite of creative types, and that we may not even realize we have this hidden bias against creativity. In a 1995 study, researchers created a 20-item creativity prototype consisting of 10 characteristics found to be associated with high creativity and 10 characteristics found to be associated with low creativity in previous research. Characteristics of creative children included qualities like makes up the rules as he or she goes along, impulsive, nonconformist, emotional, takes chances, tends not to know own limitations, and tries to do what others think is impossible. Characteristics that were least typical of creative children included qualities like tolerant, reliable, practical, logical, understanding, good-natured, sincere, and dependable. So in this study, 16 elementary school teachers aged 25 to 70 were asked to rate their favorite student on these 20 characteristics using a 9-point scale ranging from least descriptive of the student to most descriptive of the student. And then they were asked to rate their least favorite student on these same 20 characteristics. So what sort of profiles did their favorite and least favorite students have? Well, as you can imagine, the teacher's favorite and least favorite students had very different profiles. Their favorite students tended to have profiles consistent with characteristics that were least descriptive of creative children. Meanwhile, their least favorite students had profiles consistent with characteristics that were more typical of creative children. In other words, the teachers tended to prefer students who exhibited fewer creative traits. So are teachers basically just a bunch of creativity haters who wake up every morning to think up new ways to squash the creativity out of young minds? 
Or are they just worn down by the lack of resources provided to them and simply want to keep students in line and get through the day? Well, no, teachers aren't deliberately trying to discourage creativity, of course. And it's not even entirely about classroom management. Most say they enjoy having creative students in the classroom and believe that a part of the day should be devoted to developing creative thinking skills. So why the apparent contradiction? As it turns out, there is something more subtle that seems to contribute to the larger picture. In a follow-up study, the researchers took the same list of 20 characteristics used to create the creative prototype in study one and asked teachers to rate the degree to which each of the items were characteristic of a creative child. Here are some of the characteristics teachers rated as being most characteristic of a creative child. Sincere, responsible, good-natured, reliable, and logical. And the characteristics that they rated as being least characteristic of a creative child were makes up the rules as he or she goes along, is impulsive, is a nonconformist, is emotional, tends not to know own limitations, and tries to do what others think is impossible, likes to be alone when creating something new. As you can see, the teacher's responses reveal that their idea of what a creative child looks and behaves like was very different than that of the researchers. So it's not that the teachers simply wanted to extinguish creativity in favor of compliance. They just had a completely different concept of what creative children actually behave like. So what are we to do with all of this? Well, private teachers who have the privilege of getting one-on-one -on -one time with students in a creative discipline like music, dance, and drama may be uniquely positioned to nurture and develop the characteristics that might not always be fully embraced in a classroom setting. And while on one hand, discipline, technique, tradition, and structure also have their place, perhaps it's also important to teach young minds how to break the rules, question tradition, and reimagine the accepted way of doing things by taking a fresh look and making mistakes and taking risks. Of course, this study was published in the mid-1990s, so maybe things have changed in education since then? That could be, but then again, a 2018 study of 371 teachers found that this bias against creative student behaviors did still seem to exist among educators. However, there was one rather intriguing and hopeful nugget in this 2018 study. The researchers found that teachers who were themselves more creative had more of a tendency to embrace and rate the characteristics of creative children as being more desirable in their classrooms. So maybe there's really something to that quote by author and educator Parker Palmer, who wrote, You teach who you are. You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. 